0: hey what's going on hope you are well and i've had a good week as always uh, on this episode of welcome to the metaverse i chat to the brilliant janine yorio who is the managing director at republic realm now republic realm are the premier real estate investor and developer in the metaverse uh, they recently made headlines for their record-breaking purchase of an estate into Decentraland the equivalent of over nine hundred thousand uh, dollars which is now home to their metajuku shopping district and uh, we talk more about that and their upcoming NFT project where you'll soon be able to buy your own private island in Decentraland which is very cool. It was a fascinating chat with Janine. I really loved this episode. I know you will too. As always nothing in this podcast is financial advice. Always do your own research and with that said uh, let's jump into this week's episode. Janine thanks so much for coming on the podcast.
1: Thanks for having me Luke. I'm so happy to be here.
0: Good stuff. So um, I've been really looking forward to this conversation because I think digital real estate is you know is a fascinating topic within this whole kind of wider metaverse conversation so uh, yeah awesome to have you on as an expert in this world so thanks for doing it uh, before we dive fully into the chat do you want to just give us a brief kind of introduction of yourself uh, how you ended up in this space and what republic realm uh, focused on at the minute
1: sure so my background is in traditional investing i worked on wall street i was a partner in a private equity firm uh, and i launched a fintech app a few years ago which i built and sold to republic I've been working primarily in real estate, but I've been personally interested in investing in crypto for years, and I had been watching the metaverse real estate story unfold since Decentraland uh, launched a few years ago. And earlier in 2021, we watched as digital real estate prices started to increase and and they were on basically a meteoric rise. And it was at that point that I realized that I was not alone in wanting to invest in this sector. And I wanted to build a product that would allow individual investors to invest in this idea that is kind of complicated and difficult for for the individual investor to manage on their own. So within Republic, which is the company that I work for, we built Republic Realm. And Republic Realm invests in digital real estate and develops it. And we take in capital from individual investors so that they can participate in the price appreciation and the development profits that we generate by investing in and managing digital real estate.
0: Awesome. Good stuff. All right. And um, listeners to this podcast, they will most likely have an understanding about how blockchain enables digital assets as NFTs to have value. But for anyone new who might have you know, just tuned into this episode, could you give us a quick summary of digital real estate and how you know, virtual land can be provably scarce and therefore potentially very valuable?
1: So the concept of digital real estate isn't new. Digital real estate is basically the idea of the space inside a video game. And there have been play places to buy digital real estate now since, since Second Life started in 2003. So what's new and why this sector is suddenly receiving so much attention is the addition of blockchain. And the, the reason why blockchain makes it so exciting is that there is this perception that in the future, Um, there will be interoperability. So NFTs that you buy in one metaverse, you can use in another metaverse, which is very different from how the non-blockchain gaming world exists. Like, for example, if you buy a skin in Fortnite, you can't wear it in Minecraft. And and there are similar um, reasons why digital real estate on the blockchain is, is receiving the same enthusiasm. And that's because Blockchain allows you to do certain things. You can see um, a record of other transactions and what people have purchased. You can also see how much land actually exists and you can keep the game developers honest and make sure that they don't continually mint new land and depreciate what land already exists. So blockchain does a few things. It creates the promise of interoperability in the future and also the discoverability and transparency of a blockchain-based ledger that allows you to see what's happening transactionally uh, within the digital real estate space in any given metaverse.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, that's really uh, getting insight and just uh, how the whole kind of space works and differs from you're right. You know, games that we've seen before that might operate within a virtual world, but blockchain kind of opens up these new poss- possibilities, which is really exciting. So we've seen a lot of um, you know early use cases in virtual worlds that are user owned so decentralized the obvious example that is built on a blockchain so things like nft art exhibitions and sotheby's recreated their kind of virtual gallery uh, within the world Uh, we've seen kind of DJ shows and social meetup spaces and a fully functioning you know various casinos in Decentraland in the Vegas district which are probably the the earliest kind of use cases in your opinion kind of what is the next phase of development I know that you uh, have an awesome plot of land and the Metajuku district maybe you could tell us a bit about that but uh, what's kind of coming next do you think
1: so a lot of the conversation today centers around Decentraland it was. It's kind of the first success story in the blockchain-based metaverse space, uh, and we are large landholders there. We also have developed a number of parcels there, including building a shopping district called Metajuku, which is loosely based on the Harajuku district in Tokyo and has retail stores that are leased to third parties where you can buy digital wearables that your avatar can wear or you can actually wear them in your own photos on Instagram or on your social media. But what I think is most exciting is the next generation of metaverses. I think Decentraland has taught people a lot. I think there's definite proof of concept and and merely from the market cap of Decentraland, which is in the billions, there's demonstrable proof that there is excitement over the space there's real world money that's pouring into it and there's definitely something here and and a widespread belief that that's the case i think the next generation of metaverses are going to learn from decentraland what works and improve upon it um and that's what we're really excited about And, and look decentraland itself might might um reinvent some of their own ux and and add features that dramatically changes the experience into central land today but what i'm really excited about is the future say two and three years out from now i think we're really really early days for the metaverse the technology is clunky it's not that sticky it's not that compelling yet but there's so much energy and excitement around the space and so many talented developers building things and building content and building reasons to spend time there that i'm really excited to see what the future holds and, and what these developers deploy
0: absolutely yeah and um you know with decentraland obviously the fundamentals are you know amazing and unique built on on blockchain but in terms of the kind of user experience it's obviously quite basic you know graphically and and it, it compared to other you know games in the industry and built with kind of the unreal engine and things like that it's it's obviously quite a simple experience so with your bet on you know the metajuku district what makes you so kind of confident that um you know to to make a large bet that that world is going to continue to be successful. Are you betting that Decentraland will develop and become, you know, immersive in VR, which I think is in their roadmap, or or might, like you say, there might be other worlds. So what? So why were you so confident to kind of invest in Decentraland?
1: Well, it's it's a large bet relative to other investments that have been made in Decentraland, but it's not a very big investment relative to investing generally. Uh, we made a nine hundred thousand dollar acquisition, which. You know, in the real world, real estate space, you can't even buy an apartment in New York City for that much money. So, so yes, it's that. You know, we got a lot of hype and publicity for for making the largest acquisition into Central land. But when you take it in context, I mean, Republic as a company has deployed more than five hundred million dollars into various different strategies. Nine hundred thousand dollars is a relatively small allocation to Decentraland.
0: I see. Okay. Um, and talking about fashion a little bit, and, and you know, shopping in uh, these virtual worlds. What are your conversations like with brands? At the minute, do you, are you? you know, I can see some luxury brands are coming in, and the kind of a, a consumer to avatar market seems inevitable. So obviously, we have these avatars when we explore these virtual worlds, and that's already happened. So in Fortnite, obviously, they do billions of dollars of revenue from uh, you know skins that the avatars wear and in-game assets. So I can understand the kind of um, consumer to avatar a bit. But do you also think that this experience of shopping in a virtual mall will cross over to the physical world as well? So you might experience these um, fashion items in immersive 3D. You might buy them for your avatar, but you might also buy them for yourself in the physical world, and that'll be a better online shopping experience.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think this is definitely where the future is headed. I think we've had 20 plus years of 2D websites where you scroll through and it's really just sort of a catalog online what the metaverse is all about, what Web 3.0 is all about, is a more immersive online experience and one where instead of just looking and scrolling, you're actually, you you act like the first person who's inside a, a 3D rendered environment. So I think for sure, this is where things are going. And um, younger people today, people like under the age of 18, are already conducting a lot of their socialization online in immersive environments like this. They're spending massive amounts of time in metaverse like games like Fortnite and Minecraft and Roblox. And so for that generation, this way of interacting with the internet is very natural. It, it's it's innate as much as as much as it is for us to scroll on our phones and surf the internet. So I think for sure that's what's coming next. I have spoken to some companies that that are working on, brand activations for very well-known luxury brands and consumer brands where they're building Crossovers between a metaverse experience and a real world experience in VR. Um, they're building experiences where you buy something digital, but you also receive the physical version of the product in the mail. So I think at this point, it is a bit of a curiosity, and companies are trying to figure out how to make it work. They're testing lots of different hypotheses. I don't think anybody's really cracked the code just yet, but there is a lot of experimentation going on right now. And I think there will be some really interesting use cases for product discovery in the metaverse.
0: Yeah, definitely exciting times for sure. And um, two of the brands that I think I'm right in saying are renting virtual space from your shopping mall, DressX and Tribute Brand. Yeah. Um, what what do they enable? Kind of what's what's their offering, and why did you choose them to kind of feature in your shopping mall?
1: Well, I, you know, I have a thesis personally that much the same way as millennial brands have have come out of the woodwork over the past decade you know 10 years ago nobody had heard of Glossier and today that's you know a very well-known makeup brand that has for certain demographics supplanted the big brands like Estee Lauder and I think the metaverse is going to do something similar in that there will be new brands that we've never heard of today that will dominate and um, I wanted to feature these sort of crypto-native brands that were already up to speed on the metaverse, that already understood why they needed to be there, rather than try to convince an old-line brand of the need to learn all about this new space. And DressX and Tribute are both digital wearables companies. So, for example, you can buy a couture dress through one of these companies that you or I probably would never buy or be able to afford in the real world, but a digital version might be like $80, whereas the real version might be $8,000. And the $80 version is something that you own the NFT for and you can put yourself in in your Instagram photos or you can have your avatar wear in the metaverse. And it's, you know, it gives you the ability to flex just like if you bought Gucci sneakers in the real world and wore them to the office. This gives you the ability to wear um, some designers sneakers in the metaverse or some designer sneakers on your on your Instagram feed. And so I thought this was a very interesting Um, first use case for the metaverse because the companies themselves understood how to build. And even if you look at the design of their stores, they didn't approach it the same way a traditional retailer would. There's no hangers in the metaverse. There's no, you don't need a mannequin because there's no gravity. You can literally just have a piece of clothing hover in space because there's no physical were constraints, you know, there's no there is no physics in the metaverse. It's all just rendered. And so these companies really were already up to speed on the curve and that's what made it so exciting to build and develop with them.
0: Yeah, and I heard um, somebody talk about, you know, really that that creativity is limitless because you could be looking at a uh, digital piece of clothing and then go on a whole kind of experience where you meet the designer. Maybe it's a pre-recorded thing, but it's all in immersive 3D and you can actually see the story of how that item was made. And that's a whole, you know, richer experience in the metaverse of, of buying fashion than I guess, you know, currently yeah. scrolling through 2D websites, which is interesting. For sure. Um, I was going to ask you as well about, uh, I saw on your site, the art and culture district that's coming soon is there anything that you can tell us about that
1: yeah actually i think we've already deployed it um, oh. and i need to check with my development team but what we felt was one of the things we felt was missing in the metaverse was an opportunity for people to connect um in a very very social way like to find a mate and um The beauty of the metaverse is it can connect people that have vast geographic distance between them. So, you know, I don't know if you've ever watched 90 Day Fiance, but you can fall in love uh, with somebody who's halfway around the world and the metaverse makes that whole concept much simpler. There are a lot of people looking to connect with others and we felt that place making um, a community space where it was actually the designated intent of that space to be a dating district was a really logical use case so we built and deployed a district we call realm retreat which is loosely modeled after like a boutique hotel or soho house and it's just designed for mingling and you can go there and and meet the mate of your choice depending upon what your flavor of choice is and um, know that everybody there is also looking to meet somebody too
0: very cool. Yeah, that's uh, another awesome use case, which is great. I was going to ask you, what at what point do you think this kind of fully crosses over into the mainstream? Because it's, it's so exciting. There's so much going on. And, and we're starting to see it in the UK, at least, with some of the more closed... Um, kind of ecosystems that Fortnite recently recreated the O2 Arena, which is London's kind of biggest arena in their virtual world. And we've seen kind of gigs and experiences with artists um, there. So it's beginning to kind of cross over to the mainstream conversation, but it still seems like it's mostly locked in gaming or within the kind of crypto enthusiast sort of uh, market. So what do you think needs to happen for this to kind of fully cross over to the mainstream and everyone to kind of get it and then uh, no doubt, you know, there's going to be even even more money and opportunities kind of pouring into into the metaverse space?
1: Well, we're definitely At, the, at, at, a, at a peak in the hype cycle around metaverse. There are a lot of people talking about it and the number of people talking about it far exceeds the number of people actually using it. So that is something to watch and be concerned about. But I don't think that it means that we aren't still headed in this direction. It's still really, really early and the technology itself. It's not the technology, but the builds themselves aren't there yet. Um, so I think that what has to happen is the metaverse needs to be attractive for a large group of people. It can't just be all gamers. It can't just be all men. It can't just be all people who are, are crypto native and understand how to code. It has to be more accessible. In fact, one of the obstacles to some of the existing metaverses is just the wallet that you need to use in order to to get into the metaverse like you have to have metamask on your browser and it's not the most intuitive and so little little fixes that make a more mainstream user feel comfortable and empowered to use it will dramatically impact the addressable market size so at at realm we're actually looking at different technologies and protocols that we can incubate or build ourselves that would increase access both from the user side of things and also from the Payment, inter- payments and interoperability side of things to make it more broadly accessible to people who might not ordinarily be the earliest of adopters. They're obviously still technophile if you're talking about the metaverse at all. But we want people who are not necessarily software engineers and who may not be the most technolog- technologically adept to feel comfortable getting into the metaverse. And it's at that point that we think things are really going to explode.
0: Good stuff. Yeah, that's uh, interesting for sure. Um, uh, and I guess with that in mind, we are so early at the minute because, you know, those things are, are being developed. And, and like you say, it's not um, really easily accessible to Someone who is outside of the technology world, but in that case, what opportunities do you think there are for kind of small businesses or individuals who have noticed this happening and are you know want to kind of get involved in the space? Is there anything that um, you know people listening can be doing to kind of prepare themselves and really get the benefit of the upside that is most likely coming?
1: Um, I think there are lots of different things you can do. You can you know if you're a designer, you can set up a design agency. There are a lot of people looking to try to figure out how to design 3D experiences. Um, Much as there were people 20 years ago trying to figure out how to design a website and that service has been productized and and become something of a commodity, that will also happen here. But there's an opportunity for early entrants, I think, to make a big splash and carve out a big business. Um, there are yield farming plays, and I don't know if you've been reading about Axie Infinity, where mm-hmm. people are literally playing playing metaverse-based games in order to make money, and they can make a living wage, especially if you live in a place like the Philippines, where wages tend to be a bit lower. Um, there are companies setting up centers where people where, where people play games and, and make money, and the, the house takes a bit of a rake. So there are some, some very entrepreneurial things happening in that space. Um, there are opportunities to stake your holdings So if you speculate in some of the metaverses and buy land or tokens there, you can, uh, in certain instances, stake those cryptocurrencies and and generate a yield in that way. Um, Look, I think that human ingenuity is limitless and people are thinking of really clever things to do. I think the most important thing for people that are just getting their feet wet is to spend some time in the metaverse. Don't just talk about it. Don't just read about it. Actually go do it and check out all of the different platforms that are available to you and see what's missing. See what would make you come back time and again, and what would make you so excited that you would want to tell all your friends, because we're not there yet. Right now, that the hype exceeds the actuality, and we need content developers to show up and build in order to make good on this promise that the metaverse is going to consume us all assuming we even want that outcome but i think that's what's next we need really creative clever humans to come to the space and come up with brilliant ideas that haven't been thought up yet and actually execute on them
0: absolutely one of the ways that you can get exposure amongst all those uh, other great ways that you mentioned is of course buying land and that is accessible to to everyone, the price ranges obviously vary a lot. But what do you look at when you are, um, you know, purchasing a, a plot of land or a parcel of land? Is it purely just on kind of footfall of, uh, for in Decentraland for example, obviously near the Genesis Plaza is going to have the most people go past it. So obviously the land there is is um, generally more valuable. Is there any kind of tips for someone who was looking to buy land, whether in Central or elsewhere, of things they should look out for, or or kind of interesting ways to sort of assess what to buy?
1: um with different metaverses have different rules of engagement and some of them allow you to teleport, meaning you just type in the coordinates of where you're going in which case actual location and proximity to the starting point don't matter very much at all. Mm-hmm. Um, in those cases, it's better to be next to something that's really hot that's attracting people or to just sort of not even worry about it and build something so compelling that you become the anchor for that space. And, and the value of your holdings increases because you can sell off plots to other people that want to be near what you're building. Um, it really does depend game to game. And we look for we look for macro trends like increasing prices and increasing um chatter on telegram and discord channels talking about the metaverse we want to see some demonstration of traction um, and understand that people are getting excited about this metaverse and that the user numbers are inching up Um, and those are things that sometimes it's hard to measure so you have to go off anecdotal data that you can get through social listening and, and watching social media channels to see what people are actually buzzing about
0: Cool. Yeah. And um, one thing i like to ask everyone who comes on the show, and, and maybe you've answered this because you've given loads of uh, great value already, but it, it, what is one thing in the space that you think people aren't paying attention to in respect to kind of digital real estate? Is there anything that you think people are kind of sleeping on or missing at the minute that is, is inevitable or is happening?
1: Um, nothing that immediately comes to mind. I think, again, just keep continuing to underscore the need for good content Mm-hmm. speculation is is okay and that's natural and, and we're not afraid of it but we want to see some actual content creation and some real um, creative talent starting to spend time building things for these metaverses.
0: Awesome, yeah. All right. And um, what are Republic Realm working on next? I know um, I've seen lots of chatter about the fantasy islands, these private mm-hmm. islands. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about those.
1: Sure, we have a couple of really exciting projects happening but we're doing our first... Uh, NFT drop, which is a series of private islands and villas uh, in Decentraland. So if you've ever wanted to be like Richard Branson, who owns his own private island in the Caribbean, uh, but didn't have tens of millions of dollars to pull it off on your own, you can do it in the metaverse. And we're selling um, NFTs that represent both a parcel of land in Decentraland, plus an architecturally unique villa on top of it and if you want to read more about that go to our website republicrealm.com and you can read about the fantasy island nft drop i think it's going to be super cool and you'll have access to a beach club that nobody else will have access to if you uh, own one of those private island nfts We're also launching our first in metaverse video game very soon. It's called Zombie Geist. Um, It's a first person shooter zombie apocalypse game. Um, Also in Decentraland, we do have other projects in the works on other metaverses, but these are what's the farthest along. We're super excited about that one because um, we think content like this is what's going to drive drive user adoption and stickiness in these platforms.
0: Yeah, people love games for sure. Is is that a game that will operate inside Decentraland so you can go visit it in a certain area and play it? And then
1: you can get out all your anger and frustration by killing killing zombies so yeah yeah. i mean and who who doesn't want to kill a zombie, right well
0: exactly yeah it's a great afternoon well spent i reckon exactly very good uh good stuff well thank you so much there's so much uh, amazing interesting stuff in that chat so really appreciate you coming on and um where can we sort of direct people to find out more about republic realm and and the work that you're doing at the minute
1: republicrealm.com is our website Um, there's a tab called developments you can read all about our projects including fantasy islands the nft drop um, and we'll be dropping something about the zombie game very soon as well
0: awesome good stuff thanks so much for coming on janine
1: thank you for having me luke